Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Yeah, we back. Yo, Chuck, what's the move, man? I'm on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? This is Brother Chop Me and I. Me, yo, what's up with that Brother Chuck? He's the Heat Way Night. I said, yo, Brother Sway Night. He knows these nights, you know what I'm saying? But Chuck, you gotta tell me what you're telling me to a couple of enemies, man. Now, remember that line you was keeping in the yard the way I'm telling you about the chain? Yo, we should have gone out of the shop. But yo, right now, keep the bass for them brothers and let them know what's going on. Watch out, we got middle of the match. Can't put your jack on my back. 
Peace, power, and blessings. What's going on, world? Thank you for tuning in to On Point Radio. Tonight, your host, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That. I'm back on my political shit tonight. You know what I mean? I know y'all used to, you know, my main man, Mr. On Point, giving y'all a little venom, but I'm, 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 I got something for y'all tonight. Tonight, what happens when the good guys are the bad guys? Where's the justice? You know what I mean? Or is it just us? You know, we got a lot of cops out here framing innocent people, and now they're admitting it, and they're getting away with it. See, I got a problem with that. You know what I mean? And we're going, we're, going, we're going to touch on a lot of it, right? So, but the thing that really, really got me on this topic was going through the news feeds and everything, and the feds, right? They got an ex-police chief and two of his officers who framed a 16-year-old kid for burglaries just to pad their crime stats. Now, think about that. We all used to watch The Wire or watch The Wire, and we saw how they was padding the stats and all of that just to make, you know, make the crimes look good. So, again, is art imitating life or is life imitating art? question you must ask yourself. But we're going to get into this topic, right? A former small-town Florida police chief and two of his officers are accused of violating a 16-year-old boy's civil rights back in 2013. Now, how is it that the federal investigation on that is taking five years? An even better question is, right, because he... Now, let's get this straight. The police chief, when you see him, <coughs> excuse me, he appears. He looks maybe Latino or African-American, right? Now, it took them five years to figure out that they framed this young man and of taking a rap for something he didn't do. But the more intriguing question is, how is it on paperwork? They get found out five years later. When we have video evidence of police officers out here shooting and killing unarmed black men or armed black men that are licensed to carry or Black men just standing there getting choked out. Defenseless young black men being shot in the head just from carrying something from a store. You can't convict them. But anyway, I digress, right? Now, the federal prosecutor said that Ramundo, Charlie, and Raul, now see, they... Now, Ramundo, well, that sounds Spanish, right? But they're all each charged 
with conspiring to violate the boy's civil rights with depriving him of those rights under the color of law. Notice how they say color, right? According to a federal indictment filed last week in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida, the indictment was unsealed Monday. Right? Ramondo, right, was the police chief of Biscayne Park Police Department in the summer of 2013 when prosecutors allege the conspiracy took place. Charlie was one of Ramondo's 11 full-time police officers, and Raul was one of the department's 10 reserve officers. Biscayne Park is a village about 3,000 people, 12 miles north of Miami, right? It's along Biscayne Bay. Right, so Ramondo and Charlie and Raul right, arrested the team on June 13, 2013, and falsely charged them with unsolved burglaries, knowing that there was no evidence and no lawful bias to support such charges, a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office said. The indictment further alleges that the parties – Right under the instruction of Ramundo, right Charlie and Raul gathered information for four unsolved burglary cases, complete completed four arrest affidavits for the burglaries, and included a false narrative <clears throat> that an investigation revealed that the team had committed the four burglaries of unoccupied dwellings. Federal prosecutors allege that the trio conspired to frame the team identified in court documents as TD to pad the department's crime stats. The existence of this fictitious 100% clearance rate of reported burglaries was used by Ramondo to gain favor with elected officials and concerned citizens the indictment said. The indictment stated that TD was charged with four residential burglaries that took place that April and May in Biscayne Park. Before the boys' arrest, the four burglaries were, on, were the only unsolved burglaries in the village. On or about July 9th, 2013, a meeting of the city council of the village of Biscayne Park, Ramundo stated that the BPPD had a 100% clearance rate for burglaries, the indictment said. The false charges against the team were felonies, the indictment said. The outcome of his criminal case was not included in the court documents. Now, come on now. We all know how the police work. And, it, and, and for this dude to be chief, he can't be that smart because there's no way, there's no police department, not even Mayberry, for those that's old enough to know what that is, right? Not even Mayberry could say they had 
clearance rate on all their crime, on all their burglaries. So here it is. He that's a red flag in itself. Now, for you to turn around and have a 16-year-old boy and you indict him for these burglaries, where's his parents? Where is the due process? You know, what is going on that you can just turn around and lock a sick? First of all, how can you charge him as an adult? These were unoccupied dwellings that he allegedly broke into. And what did he steal? What, did he break in to steal the piping? Now, for all of us that live in the inner cities, we know only time they break in unoccupied dwellings is if they got copper piping, radiators, you know, or if it's still a hot water heater in there that's working and stuff like that. Those are the only reasons why they break in abandoned houses. But to charge a 16-year-old boy with that and then turn around and and put him put four unsolved burglaries on him where you have no evidence, that begs the difference. How is it that with the, the letter of the law says you're innocent until proven guilty? How is he proven guilty and there's no evidence? What is the letter? And then, as I read, it said the color of the law. Now, I've read a lot of things. I very rarely have seen the color of the law. I always heard the letter of the law, the color of the law. Two of the three people involved in this trio seem to be of Hispanic descent. So why are you targeting a young black youth? You know, that's one of my questions for tonight, right? Now, also, I want to dive into something a little different, right? We have, they have on record, Stephen Anderson. Now, he's an ex-NYPD cop, right, where he is quoted by saying, we planted evidence frame innocent people to reach quotas. Now, we all hear police chiefs and everything and police officers, they don't have quotas. Well, evidently they do. Now, here it is, Stephen Anderson, a former New York City narcotics detective, testified in court that planting drugs on innocent people was common practice, a quick and easy way to boost arrest numbers. According to the New York Daily Times, the practice is known among NYPD officers as flaking. And police officers in Brooklyn and Queens narcotic squads were doing a whole lot of it. Now, I think it's safe to say that that's done 
in a lot of inner cities. Drugs are planted. They just, just a little while ago in the city of Philadelphia, they had several cops indicted for falsely arresting people and planting evidence on them, and they were, and they were found out. But again, I also ask the question is, how is it that it takes them so many years to find officers of color? Some, some have not been of color. Officers, period. How about that? We'll say it that way. Officers that have planted evidence that have people wrongly convicted and sentenced from planting evidence. Now, they find them. But when the evidence is right in front of you with a dash cam, a body cam of an officer shooting and killing a black, a black person or Hispanic person, any person, these cops are still on duty. You killed a 12-year-old kid that was playing in a park with a fake gun. First of all, where did the report? They tried to say they got a report that someone was in the park with a gun. Isn't that always the case? Sometimes when you drive and they just pull you over, oh, we got a report and you match your car matches the description, or they see you and they want to stop you and say you fit the description of a person that they're looking for. What is the description? You know. Here's a plug for the on-point dance party coming up, Rep Your Era. In Philadelphia, it was an era where a lot of brothers was wearing white tees, blue jeans, and Tims, and had a beard. Can, can a description be any more vague than that? Depending on what part of the city you go to, that's damn near the whole city. That's the whole neighborhood, Right? But back to Stephen Anderson. Stephen Anderson, the former detective, was snared along with a group of other officers for flaking four men in Queens back in 2008. Now, that's 10 years ago, and they just bringing these people to justice. So in 10 years, 10 years ago, how long were they doing it? How many people have they convicted? And how long were they in jail? Those are questions that, you know, we need to ask or we need to find out the answers to because that's ridiculous. But for the people out there that might be listening via Internet, right, dial that number, 724-444-7444. Use the caller ID number, which is 143-346-POUND. One pound if you just want to listen. But hit star rate if you want to communicate with me, you know, conversate with me, you know, because I know we got people from all over the map, you know. It may be some things like this that may be happening outside of my arm reach, you know. I'm knowledgeable about the tri-state area, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Delaware, and some parts of New York. Well, that's 
kind of like four states instead of the tri-state. But, you know, you understand what I'm saying. But my thing is I know it has to be happening other places. You know, if there's anybody out there on the line, maybe not from their area, and they know of any corruption, well, a lot of us don't like the police anyway. You know what I mean? It's amazing how people of color get harsher sentences, you know, than people of non-color. How is it that it was one case I remember, right, it was a gentleman, you know, hungry, stole a rack of ribs because he was hungry. Now, whether it was to feed his addiction or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean, hungry for something, right? Stole a rack of ribs. They wanted to give him 50 years. But then black man. But there was another gentleman that was a white man that was that molested a, like, not even a year-old child. He got probation. So where is the scales of justice? That's what I want to know. I want to know where the scales of justice lie. You know, and if you notice, right, it used to be the scales, they try to make it even. But if you look at a picture of the scales of justice, slightly tilted. So why do they give you the phrase, you're innocent until proven guilty? You know, are the judges on the payroll for the correctional facilities to get a certain amount of people in there? You know, are the are the cops on the take? You know, because of we've already talked about, you know, how they get organs from people of color. So is that does that also factor in to the murder rate that they're doing by police officers, the corruption in the police system? Are they getting a kickback from the hospital? See, it's a lot of questions that can be asked around this topic. Now, with that being said, I'm going to bring my main man in, our roving reporter, DJ Chill, because he usually be out and about in the street. And a lot of times, the topics that we bring up, he's questioning or has other people listening. But for right now, I just want to get his take on it and see what he thinks about this topic. Hey, DJ Chill, you in the building? Yeah, man, about to go get a grapefruit. You already know. Anytime you got a donut, you got to put a hole in it. <laughs> um, mm-mm. Yo, man, I don't know why you keep doing it to everybody. Come with these topics that make people hurt their feelings or make them look at themselves like they're a freaking pilgrim or something. But you done did it again. <laughs> this time, you're making the cops mad. You are really on point tonight, there, bro. I mean, damn. And I, I'm listening to it, and it scares me because I think about my sons. First thing I'm thinking about is my sons. Like, they could get caught up on a nut up just like this young buck did, and all he did was, what? And then it makes me think about all the other brothers that's locked up now, and that's why I tell my homies to say, yo, please, whatever you do, <laughs> don't get locked up. 
because they took away good time, and if you're a cigarette smoker, you might have a problem. But the worst part about it is, if you are one of those individuals that's like Tupac or an outspoken person with knowledge, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> they might pay an individual that's locked up or do something better than paying them. Say, look, we're going to you in here for at least seven years. We'll make it just be five if you do this to this young brother right here. Because we want him, you know, we can't tell you too much because, you know, we can't trust you anyway. But if you could just do, yeah, do something. Now, we know you're going to get in trouble. We put you in the hole, but we'll take you out the hole a little bit fast and put you back in population. But we got to leave him there. People can do that. They're going to actually set you up real quick when you locked up because who you going to tell? Ghostbusters? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you come with this topic, it's a wake-up call for not only, <clears throat> how should I say, the nation. People understand I'm not no um, religious major or anything, but when you say the nation of Islam, the first thing you think about is black people, correct? There you go. And some people say, oh, no, there's white people too. But when you first think, is black. <clears throat> when you say Christianity, first thing you're thinking, White people. Uh-oh, why is that? There's black people. But you got to think. You got to weigh the options here. There's more here, more there. And they can set it up real sweet to get everybody and their mama locked up. Now you got to reckon for the rest of your life. In other words, you've been tagged. You can't say not it. Because every time you put up your social, it's going to have whatever's clever on it. And if they put, you know, two scoops of raisins like they did with that young boy, and you know you didn't do it, you might have to wait like the young brother. No, he ain't young no more. The old brother that got out of jail and got $10 million for the fact that they finally did a, uh, what do you call it? They tested his blood, whatever he called it. I forgot what they called it. DNA test. And there you go. Thank you. And all of a sudden, now he's free with $10 million. Now think about it. Anybody that's ever been locked up, y'all know how it is. You know how food is. You know you want to be Trey Man. But if you've been locked up for a long, super long time, when you come out, everything is, like, real different. You're you trying to get used to the, the equations that's coming at you. You're trying to get used to the, how the women are acting now. You're you, you, you figuring out what the hell is going on. You're stuck. If you got $10 million and you're coming out, you're coming out with a big old smile on your face, but you don't even know who's who. Even your family out to get you. And the worst part about it is you got $10 million. If they can get so many millions off, off of you, they still want more. They're going to still want more. So when people got a lot of money, you got to think. They want all of your money till you broke. Now, with this situation, this boy you're talking about right now, the good guys are the bad guys. Where is the justice? There ain't none. Until we are able to be really, really free, to do as we want, act the way we want, say what the hell we want, we still locked up. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. It's true. Yeah. Well, see, you know, interesting point there is, 
Right. You said until we can say what we want to say and move how we want to move, right, there's a part of us that's locked up. So kind of, sort of, that's no different than what Kanye was saying, what Jaden Smith was saying about us still being slaves. Now, the question is, is really that, Tim, like you said, the gentleman was locked up, they did his DNA test, and now he's he's free. But he got a target on his back. Exactly. Not, exactly. not just, Hallelujah. not just, not just, not just from his family. You think the state really want him to spend that, get a chance to spend that money? No, but they're going to You try. think, you, you don't think they don't, they won't try and they set him up before. Wow. So, you know, he went to another they, level. They, I wasn't even thinking about set that. Him up. I didn't yeah, they set him up again, right? Then they can default on the payment. Right? What? Yeah. No, you, what? Yeah. They can do that? Oh, shoot. Look, man, it's a joint. Believe it or not, they got a joint on Netflix, right? And it's pretty, it's old now, but... I remember Ben's watching it. This was a couple years ago, right? When we had we had that little snowstorm. I think we were snowed in for a few days. So I Ben's watched this joint on Netflix called Making of a Murderer. Right? Now, the difference in this one was this gentleman was a white guy. Right? He had did like eighteen years in prison falsely accused, right, got out, was suing the police department for somewhere, I think it was like um, like 60-something million dollars. Had a case pending. What happened? They pinned a murder on him. They said he killed a woman and Nobody knew nothing, you know, they, they couldn't find her, but the last place they they that she was supposed to be going was to see him about and post a picture of a car that he had to put in like a, a trader magazine. Right? This happened out in Wisconsin. Now, the killer is they went by there. They went by there and his they never found any evidence, but the police that he was suing, all of a sudden, the vehicle is on his property, right? They got all of this evidence and this and that. But we, I'm going to get a little further into that, right? Seems that we have a caller on the line. Let's free that caller up and see what that caller has to say. Welcome to On Point Radio. This your host, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said This. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to? Hey, how you doing? Um, how are you coming? <laughs> All right. Chill. I messed up. I building. pushed the wrong damn button, man. I, and you know how you push the button? You try to push um, dial pad or mute, and you hit the wrong button, and it don't even let you get a chance to say no, and it's gone. So, you know, yeah. I heard you. Keep All it going. Right. So, 
Here we go. So this dude, he was suing the police department, and they pinned a murder on him. No sooner than he was, he, it was supposed to have been him and his nephew. Allegedly, they coerced his nephew. His nephew, under 18, was questioned without, without his parents around. They just said, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you confess to this, you can go home. Tell us what happened. And they pretty much coerced him into saying what happened. Well, he didn't get a chance to go home. He was locked up. Right? Now, they went, locked his uncle up. He he tried, He tried. painted this picture that is him and his uncle raped and killed the woman. There's no DNA evidence. There's no body. They only have circumstantial evidence. Now, in a court of law, if you don't know, circumstantial evidence if you have a tight lawyer, right, not a public pretender, you know what I mean? You know, any time that – I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean with you. Any time that you see your lawyer go back into the chambers and talk it over with the judge and the DA, I'm going to tell you this. If you, if, you, if you don't believe me, go to any courthouse and watch it happen. When you see them going the back, if you the fourth person that they call, tuck your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Because I'm telling you, you get ready to get you get ready to get hung. They have a barter system where they say, "All right, I'm gonna give you this case. You gonna give me this one." So they'll let him win three, but the fourth one, they going for the ride. They don't, they don't let him go four for four. Right? That's the injustice of the court system. You got to be careful. You know what I mean? And the worst thing in the world is to be out and about driving and get a ticket in another part, in another state, or another township or something like that. Oh, my goodness. You come up there and go in a courtroom unrepresented if you want to. They're coming for you. And they're going to try and hit you with all kind of extra fines. And, man, it, the, the court system is raggedy. And it only applies to us. You know, since we got this dude in office, man, they walk around with their chest out, doing whatever they want to do, and they're getting away with it. This is the, these are the questions that I pose to our people out here. You know, we got to know the law. Because nine times out of ten, these police officers, they don't know the law like you think they do. Know your circumstances and know what you're being held on, right? Because technically, when you get pulled over, it's either two things. Either you're being detained or you're free to go. If you're not being detained, you should be free to go. And you've got to stress that point to them. Because the longer you sit there, the more it gets their mind to wandering. And always, if you got any type of, if you if you smoke, if you smoke cigarettes, black and miles, anything, the first thing they're gonna hit you with is, I smell a hint of marijuana coming out of the car. That gives them probable cause for them, with your permission 
to search your vehicle because the first thing they say is, will you mind if I search the vehicle? You tell them yes. Tell them yes, I mind if you search my vehicle because the purpose of you pulling me over was not to search my, well, it was their purpose to search the vehicle, but you don't know what they're going to do because they ask you to step out of the vehicle and then they search your vehicle. He can put anything in there. If he got you handcuffed sitting in the back of his car or he got you sitting on the hood of his car while he's rifling through your vehicle, you don't know what he can do. He could dig in his pocket and pull something out and say, oh, look at this. This is what I found. You've never seen it before in your life. But you just got to charge. These are some of the things you, we got to watch out for. You know what I mean? And with that being said, I'm going to ask my big brother on the line, you know what I mean, Mr. On Point, can you give me a, how you feel about this topic? What do you feel about how we talk about it? You On Point? Yeah, I'm going for it, man. Um, man, honestly, yo, ain't nothing new under this. Amen. People forever, man. I remember back in the 80s and 90s, I was coming up. They had this cop named Judge. called him Judge. You're breaking up a little bit, bro. It's a little difficult. He's going in and out. Yeah. You hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Right. Who's this cop named Jackson? He called him Jackson. There were two cops that we called Salt and Pepper. One was black, one was white. And they were good for Guzzy would go in your pocket, take your money out, take your money from your, your, your bread. Put it back in your pocket. And whatever drugs you had on you, he would take it, put it in his pocket, and he would get on a 10-speed bike and ride off. Now, this was before we had bike cops. He would get a, uh, he would get somebody's bike and just ride through the hood with the bike. And this was a white cop. Guzzi was a white cop, too. Salt and Pepper was the type of cops. When they come around, they would take their drugs and then they would distribute them and have you working for them. Like, they would come around and get a collection off of you. This is when we had the young boys on the corner be like, Agua, you know, to tell you that, you know, the cops is coming. You know what I'm saying? And um, they used to do that, man. They would plant drugs on you. You know what I mean? If you ain't had none, they would plant it in your car. And you're absolutely right. If they search your car, they ask you, First of all, they're supposed to ask you if they mind you searching at your car. I mean, because technically they're not supposed to search your vehicle without a warrant. You know what I'm saying? And if your glove compartment is locked and your trunk is locked, you don't have to open it for them unless they have a search warrant. They technically shouldn't even be searching you. But, you know, when they pass them searching, just search, uh, what's the law that Michael got put through? Stop and frisk. Yeah, he threw that stop and frisk out there. He gave the cops the right to just pull anybody over and search him. 
and that's illegal. You, you, as a matter of fact, before you, you know, when, when you, if you could play me a track, man, um, what was it? LL's John, illegal search. If you could throw that John off for me, bro, I'm, I'm, I'll be elated. You know what I mean, that was my joint, illegal search. And then, you know, Brand Nubian had the job probably cause. And they was breaking this stuff down back then. I mean, Helter Skelter had a joint. I mean, police still killing people. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, 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 is, this is in the 80s and 90s. And here we are, standing there in 2020, still talking about, still having the same conversation. Nothing has changed. You know what I'm saying? So I never thought the cops were good guys. Maybe when I was young and I was ignorant, you know, when I was a child and I knew no better. But once I start having my runners with the law, they were always public enemy number one. They're going to always be public enemy number one. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Don't nobody break the law more than the people that are supposed to uphold the law and the people that make the law. No one breaks the law more than them. They all do drugs, and they got the best drugs, and they got personal drug dealers so they don't have to go to corner. They all involve themselves in prostitution of some sort, whether it's with minors or whether it's with, you know, madams and, and, you know, hookers on the street. You know what I'm saying? They all, they, they all inform, in some way are involved in some type of violence whether it's police brutality or is assault on their, their significant other. Like, no one breaks the law more than the lawmakers and the law uphold, the supposed to be the ones upholding. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, for whatever reason, they get a pass because it's written. It's written. And then they take that, that oath of brotherhood. And when they take that oath of brotherhood, the black cop, you know, think he's really the white cop brother. They don't care about you. And when they doing what they doing, you don't care about your own people because you sit right there and let them do it. Don't say nothing, don't speak up because you took that oath of brotherhood. And the biggest gang in this country, the biggest gang in this country is the police. The police, not the military, not a blood, a tip, a private, none of that. The police is the biggest gang in this country, and they're the worst gang in this country. And I mean that over the mafia, over everybody, because these are people who are either got ties into all of them organizations, masons, mafia, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So now that's a double bubble for them. Can you imagine a cop that's a mason? He ain't going to jail for shit. You know what I'm saying? Judges is uh, all of them. So yeah, man, it's 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 this is you know kudos to you, man, for touching the situation, a topic like this. Because a lot of people won't touch it. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm I'm Mr. Controversy, so I I, I touch whatever. You know what I mean? And I sit on whatever. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, good stuff, man. But again, this ain't nothing new. Not new under the sun. This been going on forever, and it's gonna keep going on until we really have a revolution, civil, a revolutionized civil war. You know what I'm saying? 
where it's just us against the cops and us against the it's like the Panthers did when they ran up their Congress with them done. Had them people going under tables and chairs and everything else. You know what I'm saying? We gotta yeah. get back to that point, man, where they where they fair enough and we not fair enough. Because right now we fair enough. And you know what happens when a dog smells fair or, you know, any animal smell fair, they coming for you. So those animals, when they know you fair you sound, they coming for you. So you know Absolutely me, right. You know, I'm one of them people, man, where I play their game. You know, you pull me over, what you stop me for? And I got five points that I teach the youth when we mentor to the youth. Um, I give them five points, man. One of them is when a cop pull you over or stop you while you're on your bike or walking. Make a phone call, have somebody on that line. You ain't got to have the phone to your ear because, you know, they're going to make you take the phone down. So you just hold, have that phone in your hand, don't put it on speaker because the other person should not be heard by the cops. They shouldn't hear them. You know what I'm saying? But you let them listen to the whole conversation. You call You call for me personally, I always call for the first thing I do is call for a sergeant or a captain or a lieutenant or whoever hired and whoever stopped me to come out and because I was stopped. So, man, you got to tell them why you stopped me and you got to tell me why you stopped me. And so they're in the same game. It's a recorded call that says I called for the police to come. So you got to be smart, man. So my five points is, one, call for a captain or something when they stop you. Two call somebody else and get them on the phone so they can hear what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Three, comply to what they say do. You know what I mean? Keep your hands where they can see them. You know what I'm saying? Four, if you can record it, whether audio or video, do so. But nine times out of ten, if you have somebody on the line, you're not going to be able to do it. So you either record it. And I always, I prefer to have somebody on the line because if you record it, audio or video, and they take your phone, you know what I'm saying, then you have no proof. But if somebody on that line, they can prove that your phone was taken. If they smash your phone, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get that recording. You know what I'm saying, video or audio. So at that point, you, you, you got somebody on the phone. But these are the four or five points that I gave, man. Keep your hands where you can share and, and, and speak to them. In a, in a respectful manner, but fun. What you stopped me for? Nah, I ain't know that. All right, well, you know. Yeah, no, nah, whatever. However that conversation go, but don't be scared to talk to them, but at, at the same time, don't talk to them in a tone that's going to put them on their defensive and make them want to plant something on you or make them want to put the nightstick to your neck, I mean, to your head or the gun to your head. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. I don't don't bang with cops. I don't like them. Never did. Yeah. Yeah. And and just because you requested it, just for you, we're going to go with this track right here. Yeah, boy. What 
the hell are you looking for? Can't a young man make money anymore? Where my children like creeping on the floor? Or is it my job to make sure I'm poor? Can't my car look better than yours? Keep a cigar in between my doors. I drink champagne to hell with cars. Never sold coke in my life, I do stores. Get that flashlight out of my face. I'm not a dog for them to put away the mate. I got cash and real attorneys on the case. It's just a joke for perpetrating the ace. You got time, you want to give me a taste. I don't smoke with the rest so why you looking for bait? You might plant a gun and hope I run a race. Eating in the mess hall, playing my grace. You tried to frame me, but it won't work. thing I want to bring to your attention, right? I want y'all to pay attention to the hype, right, that's surrounding a release of a movie, right, July 4th. Now, isn't it odd, you know what I mean? It's a little bit off topic, but I, I just want to bring this to your attention, all right, because I know DJ Chill going to dive right into this one. 
Isn't it odd that on the so-called Independence Day, right, as they say, Independence Day for this great country of ours, right, of theirs, rather, right, isn't it odd that on July 4th they're releasing a movie called The First Purge, right? And see, DJ Chill is always talking about how things are going to change. I almost feel as though it is like, it's going like a purge now because cops are murdering people and getting away with it. And they've been doing it for more than 24 hours. You know what I mean? They've been doing it for way more than 24 hours. And I just want to ask Chill, hey, Chill, what you think about that, man? Um, damn, reality one-on-one, and I think they got a new movie coming out called Another Purge, which is a yeah, damn it's shame. Called, it's called The First Purge. So what they trying to do? They trying to do, yeah. they try to do it backwards like they did Star Wars? Like, let me tell you how Solo became Solo. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious right now? Yeah. That's what they're doing. And they and now why is it that this movie is being released on July fourth? Did you say July did you did you <laughs> Oh because Donald Trump said if I can get cool with this dad on Korean, we can have some nice fireworks for July fourth. That's the best way to do this thing called what's it called? Genocide by accident. That's a new one. What happened to you? Hey, man, my family was genocide by accident. What you mean? Accidentally, they did something, and it fell the wrong way. But they said they're going to pay us. Who they paying? My cousin. That's how dumb we is. We be like, shut the hell up. We be like, yo, man, this is this is real talk. And we just let me die long. I get the money. When you get the money, they know you're going to die anyway because all your niggas and all your friends, and all your family gonna kill you with stress. Hey, I know you got you got much money, man. Can at least get like at least at least let me get a quarter mil. At least. And if you say no, don't think about any birthday presents coming your way no time soon. Don't even think about you going outside to play the way like you used to do anytime soon. Because everything's gonna get shut down. Wherever you go, they're gonna stare at you. I see them. Wherever you go, they're gonna stare at you. Whatever you do, they're going to be with you <laughs> or be around you. So that means you became Michael Jackson, whereas though you got to live in a damn bubble. Yo, man, you're hitting some boings, man. Hey. No, it's just, it's just amazing how, you know, they want to put forth all of this. I and mean, we always, you know, on the On Point Network, everyone asks at, at a certain time, is life imitating art or is art imitating life? So, and then you got to watch the play on it, okay, right? Watch the play when you see the previews for the movie, right? The previews for the movie, all right, now, 
for the people, I'm going I'm to break it down for you like this. Wow, you are really observing things. You're highly intelligent. Yeah. Oh, my God, so, man. You asked well, me think, think about it like this. They want to turn around. Now, everybody's still riding high, right, off the Black Panther movie, right? They was talking about how much they loved it, you know, how many people went to see it. They released it on DVD, Blu-ray player, all of that, right? And the sales is going through the roof, right? So they got, you got black people feeling good about themselves about this movie, right? In this first purge, the depiction is it's a black couple running all over the city. And... They're supposed to be rescued by a brother, black man. They're supposed to be coming to rescue them and save them from the purge. How is it that it's a night of you can do whatever you want to do, but you out here hunting black people? Right on the end of them playing the Black Panther. I want y'all to think about that. And while you're thinking about that, I need Mr. On Point to come in and tell the people how they can follow us and tell them what we got going on at the end of the month. You know what I mean? So don't worry about that purge, that first purge. Don't put that to the back burner, right? We only talk about that for conversation. What you need to get with is pay close attention what Mr. On Point got to say. You on point? Yo, yo. These power and blessings, people out there in Radio Land. Um, if you want to be part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T. Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-R-Z. On Instagram, follow us at team underscore on point two one five. Again, our Instagram is team T E A M underscore on point two one five. If you're on Twitter, follow us at team on point. Our Twitter is at team on point. You can also go to our website to read about on point and the different facets that make up on point and the things that we're into from the community and abroad. Go to our website on point two one five dot weebly dot com. Again, onpoint215.weebly.com. You can also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email, onpoint215.gmail.com. Again, our email is onpoint215.gmail.com. You can also give us a call or a text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Give us a call or text directly at 267-417-ONTT. That's one point, 267-417-6678. And don't forget, people, June 30th is going down. Philly's Platinum Girl Restaurant Bar and Lounge, One Point Entertainment presents Now That's Funny Comedy Show and Rep Your Era Dance Party, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yo, dress the part to dance the part. It'll be a best dress competition. Or contest. It'll be a battle or the era dance contest or, or competition. It's going down, man. We got four hilarious comedians. Miss Dark Child is your host. We got a special guest comedian, Ty Davis, coming from Baltimore, Maryland. 
and we have two New Yorkers. We have our first Latino uh, comedian who will be featuring the show. His name is Imagine. And then we have, of course, the Brooklyn Joker, uh, Brooklyn Mike, never before. None of these people ever before rocked the on-point stage. And that's what we like to bring you, fresh comics that never rocked our stage before. And after we get through a whole list of them, then we'll go back and get some more. You know I mean, or let them do it again. But, yo, it's going down. So be there for that. And please look out for On Point Entertainment Films, the documentary from Our Voice to Your Ears, which is based off of our On Point 360 Youth Mentor Program, where we went into three schools and we spoke with children or students and staff about their concerns on their uh, education and the community and everything else. So look out for that documentary from our voice to your ears. It's going down, on point, doing big things. Back to you, bro. All right, all right. Now, we're going to dive back into this topic, you know what I mean, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. See, because I want to talk about Police planting evidence, right? And reaching quotas, right? We're going to go back to Stephen Anderson, which was a former New York City narcotics detective, right? When he was talking about they were planting drugs just to meet quotas, he, he was quoted in the courtroom as saying, it was something I was seeing a lot of whether it was from supervisors or undercovers and even investigators, right? It's almost like you have no emotion with it, that they attach, they attach the bodies to it. They're going to be out of jail tomorrow anyway. Nothing is going to happen to them anyway. Now, the Drug Policy Alliance, a group, of, a, a group that promotes alternatives to the war on drugs, issued a statement calling the case against the officers indicative of larger systematic failures. One of the consequences of the war on drugs is that police officers are pressured to make large numbers of arrests, and it is easy for some of the less honest cops to plant evidence on innocent people. Right? The drug the drug war inevitably leads to crooked policing and quotas further incentive such practice. Right? Now, think about that. We've all been somewhere, right? And you didn't seen you didn't seen them shake down, break down, and all of that. But see, that's where I'm gonna give y'all some knowledge. And I think my upcoming show, I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you all a little tidbit. You don't need a license to drive a vehicle. But there's some stipulations with that, right? And I'm going to get further into that on my other show. But I'm going to tell you this. By the letter of the law, it is illegal 
for a police officer to turn on his light unless it is an emergency. Right? It's illegal for him to turn on his lights unless it is an emergency. You having a broken tail light is not an emergency. That's where they're wrong from the rip. Turning their lights on to pull you over because you got a busted tail light. Honestly and truthfully, how the hell are you supposed to know your tail light out if you're going forward? See, this is the dumb shit that they do to get you. All right? Now, you turn around. When they ask you for your ID, right? Now, mind you, the car could have a malfunction. If your light is out, the light could be broken. Why do you get the ticket? Bad practice right there. You cite the vehicle, not the person. All right? Learn the letter of the law. See, you got to be better equipped than they are because half of them don't know all of the law. They just know they go by principles and certain things that they're looking for, profiling, right? You can get, if you don't know, you can get a ticket for DWB. For all those that don't know, that's driving while black. You're a black man in a nice car in certain neighborhoods, and they're not used to seeing you, and you circling the block trying to find something, to them, you're looking for drugs, or you got drugs already. So, yes, they will pull you over. But what is their probable cause? You should be able to go where you want to. See, and the tidbit, when I said you don't need a license to drive, you got to understand this. A license is permission. You don't need permission to drive on a public road unless it's for commerce. Now, commerce means if you're making money with your vehicle. So if you're an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, or a taxi cab driver, yes, you should have a license because you're earning money while driving. But other than that, you have a right to travel from A to B, and that is as far as you going to work and coming from work. But we'll elaborate on that on another show. All right? I just want you to know that. Keep And if you think I'm lying and you can't believe that I just said that, look it up for yourself. Look it up for yourself. The only time that you need a driver's license is if you're on a toll road because a toll road is technically a private road. So being as though that it's private, you need permission, which is your license to drive on a toll road. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to dive into the Philadelphia police corruption, right, where the Philadelphia cops, were arrested for planning evidence. Now, it's a list here, boy, and they supposedly have some informants and doing all kind of stuff. But, you know, 
we got to make sure that we get into it. How about this one for, for the people? Philadelphia, Philly, paying millions to resolve allegations of police misconduct. Right? Now, think about that. They're paying millions. Right? If you listen to On Point and you're a, a faithful listener, you'll recall Mr. On Point himself saying there's a lot of money missing in the city of Philadelphia through council, right? A lot of money missing. And nobody's getting fired. Nobody knows anything. Let you be on your job and you miss it, and there's some money missing and you was handling it. See what happens. You don't even hear them talking about it, right? Now, I'm going to give you this right here. Marcia Hintz was working a full-time job caring for mentally challenged adults, raising a grandchild and providing medical assistance to a long-term compa- long-time companion when members of the Philadelphia Police Narcotics Squad busted into her Mayfair home back in 2006 and arrested her for selling drugs. Roger High, on the other hand, already had a lengthy criminal record and was out on bail awaiting trial on drug charges when the same narcotics squad picked him up that year on a new case. Hence and High would seem to have little in common, but their stories intersected three years ago when the courts began overturning convictions built by the squad amid accusations of fabricating fabricated evidence illegal searches, and other misconduct, right? And and they converged again in recent months when each received payouts from the city of Philadelphia, right? Their checks, high, $15,000. Hence, was 40 times as much comes as the city has quietly begun settling more than 300 lawsuits against one-time members of that infamous narcotics squad, and they are just a part of what could be, on, could be an onslaught of payments by the city to resolve police misconduct lawsuits, according to interviews and the Inquirer and Daily News review of court records and financial documents. The price tag for just three high-profile examples, could approach $24 million, according to the city bond document, up to $8 million for the narcotic squad cases, and a combined $16 million for two unrelated claims of wrongful murder convictions. The murder case, the murder case lawsuits may take months or years to resolve, but the city has has already paid more than $2 million to settle 75 cases against the narcotic officers. So, you think about that. The city is already trying to whitewash it. They contacting people, talking about, all right, we're going to pay you a couple of hours. You know what I mean? Don't, don't pursue it any further. Don't go to court. You know, don't, don't hire an attorney. Yo, if you don't go out there, right, 
they had no remorse when they convicted you or ran up in your house or violated your civil rights or violated your personal space, I would say. So why should you have any feelings about saving them any money? Go out there and get what you're going to get. Because I'm going to tell you now, if it was me, I'm riding till the wheels fall off. Y'all going to give me every penny. Y'all going to clear my record. I need a public apology. I need all of that. I want to drag it out through the court system and through the news and do all of that, right? Now, just want to tell you, all of that comes on top of a $9 million typically paid each year to settle dozens of less publicized civil rights claims against the police, right? Now, you think about it. In 2013, right, the payouts was $14.1 million. 2014, 109. 2015, 7.3. 2016, 6.7. And in 2017, it was $7.3 million that the city of Philadelphia had to pay out in cases related to the police and misconduct. That's a lot of bread. Now, it's a lot of people out here, you know, they might have got, you know, 50,000, 60,000, maybe 100,000, a couple hundred thousand, you know. Any denomination, you got you have to think about if you were incarcerated, how many years you were locked up, right, how much time you spent in jail. Because, see, one thing you got to understand, if you're in the electronic era, right, the electronics change every quarter. So every three months, there's something new, better, and faster coming out as far as electronics. That's why cars come out every four times a year. They beat you in the head, new car this, new car that, new new iPhone, new new Samsung, new phones, and they can do all of these things. So when you're locked up for a period of four or five years, think of how much advancement has been made and you missed it. Now, for some of us that don't know, you know, when DJ Chill alluded to the fact that, you know, going to jail, you can't smoke cigarettes, you can't do this, you can't do that. I beg to differ with that. They got cell phones. People are getting cell phones in jail. They've had pictures of people. They've recorded fights in the pod from prison. How the hell he get a phone? He plugging it up, charging it up, and recording from a jail cell. Right. So, our elect- now, of course, when I, I do say electronics will pass you by, now we already know they should not, or more than likely, it's not an iPhone. Because how they get it in there, unless the guard boarded it. So there are different levels of corruption. There's corruption in the prison system, guards sneaking in drugs, contraband, food, 
giving inmates conjugal visits that shouldn't have it. So it's corruption on a lot of levels. And like Mr. On Point said, the majority of the people that are in place to uphold the law, they're there causing more problems with the law. But that's our system. See, our system needs to be revamped, right? We need to get some of these older politicians. Don't get me wrong. I'm not coming at nobody, but we need to pump some new blood into this council. You know what I mean? And I'm not just talking about the city of Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Uh, Jersey, New York, or, or Delaware. We need to get some new, fresh blood in there, right, so that certain things can be revamped. I know it's not going to be, you know, you get a bunch of – you can't put a bunch of young people in there. You do have to have a certain level of balance. But we got to start speaking up. We have to find out when these uh, – when city council is meeting so that we can bring some of these situations up to them, Right. We have to govern ourselves, right? We have to start policing the police. You know, if you, I want you to look this up as well, if you have the time. And there's no knock against the religion aspect. I'm just saying it because it is a fact, right? In the Jewish communities, they do have their own police force. Right, they're not armed, but they have a certain. They have quite a few members of the Jewish community that police their own areas. So if they can do it, why can't we? Why can't we band together? If it's drug dealers on our corners, making it unsafe for our children to be out there, we can't rely on the police to police our neighborhoods because they don't care. It's shakedown, breakdown. All they're trying to do is get paid. You remember that phrase from training day? Hey, hey, who want to get paid? Well, you got to twist it around here, homie. You got to put your own work in. You got to think about that. Again, is life imitating art or is art imitating life? It's corruption on so many levels with our police department, the judges. Are they on it? We've done done shows to let you know that certain judges are on a take from prison systems. They invested in it. They have to do a certain lockup rate, right? And they get a kickback from that. So who's to say that every, I'm not saying everybody that's in there is innocent, but I guarantee you it's a whole lot of innocent people sitting in jail because of what a cop said or did. And it's a lot of people that got away with shit because of what a cop said or what a cop did. But now, if he gets off, is he harassed by the cops then? Or is he part of their organization now? Oh, yeah, we got you off on this, so you owe us. So, therefore, we need to know what's going on in your neighborhood. We're going to let you move the way you move, but everybody else going to jail. You ever seen that? You ever thought about that? 
you know. But before I fly the friendly skies, I did have another request, and I'm going to play that right now. Mr. On Point, this is out to you. Uh. Yeah, that's that word right there. Probable cause, uh-huh. probable cause, you don't have to break no laws, ain't probable cause, probable cause, yeah. probable cause, you don't have to break no laws, ain't probable cause. Now who's this nigga in the 4.6, about 20 to 5, got a truck full of chicks, just leaving a dick, told me and my man from the next, oh no, later on because he lived in the brick, just on the George Washington and now he was tight, right, had feeling right from a long ass night, yeah. Whoa, I see Jake, so I let all the gas, so I was doing Probable cause, probable 
cause. You don't have to break no laws. That's a probable cause. Probable cause. Probable cause. You don't have to break no laws. That's a probable cause. Probable cause. Probable cause. You don't have to break no laws. That's a probable cause. I ain't do shit. Jake Flocka make it with a weed clip. Couldn't believe it when he took me in. Threw me and my man up in the van. A seven-hour stand, riding around, watching them about the black man. I had the Afghan, I just caught from the record shop. Took it up the block, my usual spot. When I roll the L, I never expected to go to jail. I wish they'd all go to hell. Wanna talk about the quality of life? Think he got the right to follow me at night with no problem cause. Other than my skin is black like yours, that he got me in the beat, sick right in the shores of the central booking. Your people looking, knowing that I'm in the rap game, and I got trapped the same way they did. You know these motherfuckers don't play kid. A little smoke brought me for a sweet ain't bitch. Probable cause, probable cause. You don't have to break no laws. This is probable cause, probable cause. Probable cause, you don't have to break no laws. That's the probable cause. Probable cause, probable cause, you don't have to break no laws. That's the probable cause. What you think of that, Mister On Point? Yeah, me. Yo, yo, that thing was nice, man. That's that's one of my joints right there. Yeah, man. That's that's one of my classics right there. Hey, hey, you yeah. know what? I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know if you ever heard Ghetto Boys, uh, Mr. Officer. That's the that's the joint too. I mean, I'm just thinking of all these joints now since you know you know brought this topic up. I'm thinking about all these cop joints. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But see now that that begs the difference. Isn't it funny how? The cops are always around when you don't need them and you don't need them or don't want them there. But when you actually need them, you can never find a cop. It takes forever. You know what I mean? Like any anything that happens in your neighborhood that's bad, if it's a shooting, they ain't around. <coughs> right? I remember this one joint one night. This is back in the day. We was up uh, Queen Lane, Queens Lane. Joint called uh, Chicks, little bar up there, right? Now, little fight. It, it had nothing to do with the bar, but it was a fight outside, and it was a shooting, and the boy got shot. Four different people called, pulled out their phones, called 911. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. This was one of the last working pay phones that I've ever seen. Somebody went to the pay phone. You know what I mean? I don't want to incriminate nobody. Went to the pay phone, but they got on the phone and they said, officer down. You should have seen how many police cars showed up. Not just police cars. PGW vans, the waterworks. 
You know what I mean? It was so many, man, the electric company, it was so many people, so many different vehicles out there, and you should have seen all these cops. I'm like, where the cop at? What happened? What, what officer got hit? Oh, I don't know nothing about an officer getting hit, but this man right here got shot, so y'all here, y'all might as well take care of that. You should have seen the disgust on their face. They was more concerned about who called and said an officer was down than taking care of that man. That's the corruption in the police department. They don't care about us. You a statistical number to them. You know what I mean? And it's sad. You know, it's really, really sad. But I'm going to give the people a last shot before we get out of here, right? If you're listening via Internet, you can go ahead Dial at number 724-444-7444. Use the caller ID number, which is 143-346-POUND. Hit one pound if you just want to listen, but hit that star rate if you want to conversate because we're talking about the corruption and the injustice in the police department, right? Hey, I had a little something I wanted to say real quick, if I can. Go right ahead. When you was talking earlier about the um the jails and stuff like that, I started to think and say, why would Michael Jordan, if he was growing up as a black child, going up to the police hysteria in North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever the heck he was at, and he knows what the police did, what, what would make him want to buy some prisons? And then you said something that hit my brain and, and it almost made it back up. Wait a minute. I don't even know if I bring it back up. But anyway, <laughs> it hit my brain. And I said, wow. When you said selective different people in, you know, different prisons or some of that sort, whatever, it made me think of, wow, they doing it to the point like, okay, since we got these people in this prison, we're going to send these people over there we got these prisons, people in these prisons, we're going to send them over there. But how we're going to do it is by their daggone social security number. Because we can't go and look at all these damn faces. So just line up and let the computer say, if the daggone number in the middle is even, they're black. If it's not, they're either, you know, white or Mexican or Puerto Rican or, or Korean or whatever. Or, you know, I don't know. But if they see that even number, they're more likely on the black side. Now, the craziest thing is you got different uh, African-American or whatever you want to call us that are high profile where they will not send them to a, should I say, ghetto fortified prison. They'll send them to some exclusives. Hey, how y'all doing? So it makes me think like, Wow. They're looking so much at the prison organization of getting money, but a prison also be a safe house for certain individuals that's about to get killed if they're in the right prison. Because when you said about the cell phones, well, we had a rude awakening on Saturday when Miss T.S. Queen had a brother that was in jail using his cell phone for God knows two hours straight he was on that daggone thing. So I said, does he got minutes? 
or is you on a pay plan? I said, hold the hell up. <laughs> I said, all right now. So, you know, but he was doing life. So, huh? I will be later on. I got you. So I'm saying it's a crazy situation because I'm thinking, like, what else do we get? They always gonna get food. They always gonna get food. They got the people um, feeding the food. And hey, how you doing, baby? How you doing? I'm trying to maintain. I yeah. So um, it's just a situation that's blowing my mind because I'm like, oh my god, this is about to get critical. Because the more people that's about to go into prison as of this year and next year, which one's going to outweigh which? The people that's going to be dead, being killed, or the ones going in prison to make more money in different, um, what should I say, um, uh, what can I say, different states, different towns, because they're putting them out there in the boondocks. So that means if you get loose, they know you want to go through the forest, you know, you have to deal with the snakes. You might got to deal with some daggone coyotes. They're like, if he make it through that, okay, he got skills. Because he might have to go through the Ku Klux Klan. So it's a wake-up call, man. It's real talk. Well, let me tell you this. It's not only Michael Jordan that got ties with the prison system. You got Michael Jordan. You got LeBron James. See, the prison system is big business. It's big business. See, this is what we we got to understand. It is big business. That's all it is, right? And a lot of athletes, right, are buying into the prison system because they know people are always going to get locked up, right? Now, you got to remember, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, right? It, it's so many. It's some that we probably didn't even touch on, you know, that are getting kickbacks from our, our people being locked up. And I'm going I'm to find out for you. That would be a – you know what? That's perfect. Yeah, man. That's, this is exclusive. I didn't even think about LeBron James. No one is being so damn good. I mean, he didn't do nothing wrong yet. Think about it, people. What have you seen LeBron James do? Has he done any sexual harassment? No. Has he ever been doing is like cross the eyes to teeth. He got a hell of a backup plan. He got his people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what you're supposed to have. You know what I mean? It's, if, you, if you remember uh, Chris Carter, right? Chris Carter was an NFL football player, and he made a statement that was that, – that, that, man, it was, it, was, it was crazy to me. He was talking about how these athletes get in trouble when you should, and he said you should always have somebody on your that's in your entourage that's willing to take the fall for you, 
even when you do stupid things. Right? But, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. It is really, really crazy. Right? And just to let you know, we're not going to – I'm going to give you this tidbit right here. Right? Who's getting rich off the prison industrial complex? Right? Now, you likely already know the overcrowded and abusive overcrowdedness and the abusive the U.S. prison system is. And you probably are also aware that the U.S. has more people in prison than even China and Russia. And this age of, uh, of what we got going on here, I'm going to show you, it's a, it's a guy named Henry Weedle, the individual who invests the most private prisons is Henry Weedle, who started serving on CCA's board of directors in 2000 when the company was struggling with scandals related to prisoner abuse and mismanagement. He now owns more than 650,000 shares in the company, which is far more successful these days. Those shares are worth more than $25 million. This man owns 650,000 shares in the prison system. All right? Now, you got another guy, George Zoli, another prisoner, another prison profiter who presumably has no moral qualms about the business. Right? George Zoli, the CEO of GEO Group, and the second biggest investor in the incarceration industry. In fact, he's so proud of his business, which has committed a laundry list of human rights abuses, he tried to get a college football stadium named after him. Right? Zoli nearly made $6 million last year through salary and bonuses alone, but the real money is in stock. He owns 500,000 shares in GEO, and he has made $23 million in stock trades during one 18-month period. But you can't accuse him of not earning his pay. Exactly, GEO saw a 50% spike in profits in the first quarter in 2013, and the company's executives reassure investors that the incarceration rate wouldn't be dropping anytime soon when announcing its earnings. Zoli will be mega rich for years to come. Think about that. See, I touched on the low levels. Go ahead. You have something to say? No, I just said that was deep, man. You, you, you um, You are edifying each and every ear that's listening. And if the ears are not listening now, they damn sure are going to listen later. The hell with that. Keep on teaching, brother. But see, this is what we got to understand. The prison system is a big, it's a corporation. You know what I mean? That's just like, you know, we, we, we get upset with the NFL, the NBA, Right. Major League Baseball, these are all businesses, 
right? It's sports entertainment, right? And what they're trying to do is they're trying to put the best matchups they can figure out to bring them the most money, right? A lot of people don't even understand the hype and the hoopla that they're putting forth all over this uh, NFL players not wanting to stand for the national anthem, right? Well, the national anthem wasn't played during football games in the 80s or the 90s. I think it happened somewhere around the mid-2000s that they really started putting the national anthem in there. They only played that during all-star games and Pro Bowls and, you know, and things of that nature, right? But what a lot of people didn't know is, you know, you know how when you're watching a football game and they spread the flag out across the field? I want you to look that up. Not supposed to do that. Flag is only supposed to be flown, not laid out. It's supposed to be vertical, not horizontal. It's like desecration of a flag. If you when when you see a a, a war veteran and he has his he they have a flag draped over his casket, not supposed to do that. If you want to sit up here, you know how people during the 4th of July, they want to wear the flag on their shirts or shorts and, or on paper plates. Not supposed to do that. If you think I'm lying, you can't believe I said that. Look it up. Just think about the police system and the corruption that goes on, right? It's all big business. It run every everything trickles downhill, you know. Where these cops are sitting up here framing people, they're a small, minute part of the problem. The prison system is a billion dollar industry. You just heard the numbers that I read off. How do you own six hundred and fifty thousand shares in a prison system? You know what I mean? Nike has a stock in the prison system. So anybody that's a Nike, Reebok, and Adidas, all three major uh, sneaker apparels have ties within the prison system. So you have to beg the difference. Anyone that's signed to these companies are getting a kickback from that. But before I fly the skies... Right, I'm gonna bring on uh, Mr. On Point to get his final thoughts. You on point? I'm definitely on point, bro. Um, good show. And fuck the police, man. You've been saying that for years, man. Uh, absolutely, and I'm gonna keep saying it for many more. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they, you know, we everybody always wants to say, oh well, it's a few bad apples that spoil a bunch. Man, please, it's a lot of bad apples. Uh, my thing is, once a police officer, once a, once the person becomes a cop, you know, they might start out good, but eventually 
they're going to turn bad. That's just my kind. That's just my my you know opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually, you know what I mean? You mean to tell me, you know, and and they're, they're people, no matter what the oath they took and they say they want to do this, they say they want to do that. Listen, man, you run in somebody, if you, you run in somebody's house and it's a couple hundred grand laying there, you tempted. They're going to be tempted to take it. They mess around and get down there. They only got ten grand. It was two hundred thousand in there. Everybody gonna take a piece and divvy it up. You know what I mean? There's something to think about. But I'm gonna bring DJ Chill on because he got a show tomorrow night. You know what I mean? And I want him to tell the people about that show tomorrow and uh, get his synopsis on on tonight's show. DJ Chill, where you at? I'm over here, man, looking at all these damn bunny rabbits. <laughs> Silly rabbit tricks is for kids. I guess I'm a kid tonight. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, people. First of all, let's go back on the topic. Hell of a damn topic. Oh, that's so good. Because <laughs> sometimes you got to shout. And if you go in the parking lot, you can say anything you want. Ain't nobody hearing you. Maybe they do. But guess what, people? If you scream at night, who you going to call? The police or the drug dealer? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a real good one. Because, you know, the drug dealer is packing. And if you're cool with him, he's going to come. The police, they pack it. But if you ain't cool with them and your daggone house is marked, or if you're in a situation of an area that's really a place that they don't want to go unless they have backup, they might take time to come. So all your screens are going to become non-significant. In other words, you could just die unless you have friends, People that's concerned or beautiful, beautiful neighbors. So while you listen to this show and learning about the show, you might want to start getting closer to your neighbors. Because one day you might have to go out of town for any reason. Any reason. Might be a death in the family. Might be whatever. But you might want to have somebody get the daggone mail off your front step. Or the newspapers off your front. <laughs> Listen, baby, I'm telling you, man, don't get caught up on a nut up. Because when you do, like I said in one of my shows I'm going to do in the future, you've been got. And in Philly, if you got got, <laughs> I guess only Philly know what that means. Don't get got. Certain people can get away and can come back to reality after they've been got. If y'all don't know what God means, God could be a lot of things. Rob, played, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you don't want to be part of that situation because it's never pretty. Unless your friends is doing it to you, then it might just be funny. It might be a game. But if somebody that's down and out, don't got no money. The kids is crying because they're starving to death. They haven't eaten at least a week. 
oh, you going to get got. Because you stupid enough to walk around with chains on your neck, gold on your daggone wrist, and your car, <laughs> I'm going to say it just like this, your car running while you walking through the Wawa. Oh, you going to get got. Because now you ain't thinking. And then you're going to try to explain yourself to the police. Another thing you need to do, when you get a credit card, write down the phone number on the back of the credit card and put it somewhere in your kitchen or something. So if your credit cards ever get lost, you know what number to call. Each credit card got a different number, people. Don't get got. Because when you get mad, you're going to do real dangerous things. You're going to be so mad, especially if you had a lot of money. You know what? Not even especially. Especially if you just got your income tax money and somebody just said, ooh, look at this. And they're like, what you got? Man, this, this cat just got $7,000. And it's mine now. Don't get got. And don't get got by the police. Because if they don't like you, because you're in their neighborhood where they live, and I'm going to tell you the truth, there's no lie, because Self is on the line, and he's seen it too. But all the way up there in, um, I ain't going to say the area, but I'm going to say on Rising Sun Avenue, put it like that. When it used to be white, we used to watch on Halloween, and the kids would throw eggs at the cops. And the cops would say, hey, Joey, that's not you. I'm going to tell your dad. So back to the situation in mind. When you said about the, um, <laughs> what's it called when you, when you go killing everybody? What did you say the name of that thing was called again? Uh, Miss Emily, you said that? Uh, say it again. The thing when you go killing everybody? Uh, what's the purge. Called again? The purge. I was thinking about it. I said, what day could the purge be on that everybody can translate to it and say, yeah, that makes sense. The only day that comes to my mind, I couldn't say Christmas because, no, that's love. That's probably to be washed out anyway. I couldn't say Thanksgiving because everybody said that's a pagan holiday. I said, hey, that's messed up too. I couldn't say Easter. I said, oh, here we go. The only thing that came to my mind that really was significant to make me say, mmm, it's Halloween. Because Halloween, you could dress up as anything you want. Now imagine on Halloween you purge since it's the night of the living dead. Woo! But tomorrow night, y'all, <laughs> I'm sorry I had to tell y'all that because that's a rude awakening right there. Tomorrow night on Thoroughbreds and Stuff, Cat, uh, you already know. I'm doing this show called, and you know, the pin number is 143-341-POUND. But my topic is called Brush the Dust Off Your Chest. Because everybody got dust on their chest. You just got to know how to brush it off. Don't let it sit there and get all caked up because you getting you start to sweat and then it looks like mud. Anybody looking at you different now? I'm like, yo, that nigga dirty, or she dirty. But if you brush the dust off your chest, you might be able to change the game. So tomorrow, I said it just like this. Yep, today we become indignant. Who's on first? What's on second? Why's on third? And smack. Got home plate. Let the games begin. And then I just say, people, people, why are we here? 
and for what reason? Then I say, why were we designated our true color? Think about it. Why did God make you black? Why did God make them white? How did we come? We didn't have a choice with it. We just woke up and we was like, oh, <laughs> okay, deal with it. Why we got to deal with something where we come to a color change and we're not allowed to move up the ladder like everybody else? That's some hardcore stuff, y'all. And the other thing I said, for extra credit, the extra credit question is, can you change your range and your reign? Your range meaning how far you can go with what you got inside your mind. Your reign meaning since you're a peasant, can you grow up to be a king? Do you understand mm. the words coming out of my mouth? And then I say, or are we, the people, still stuck on stupid? Your call, I'm waiting. Let's get it. First come, first serve. That's going to be there a real one. Is. There it is. That's, going, that's, 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 a, that's a hot show right there, right? I want to thank everybody that was listening tonight. You know what I mean? Those that chimed in, you know, especially to my On Point family. You know what I mean? And the people that was listening via internet. You know what I mean? I want to thank everybody, but I want to, I'm going to give y'all something to go home with, something to think about. We're going to go out with this joint right here. This is one of uh, Mr. On Point's other requests, and we're going to rock out with this. No, it ain't after police. I know y'all was getting excited, but no, we're going to go with this joint right here.
get up a kid, kid, sit down. Nine one one is double down. Get up a kid, kid, sit down. Late nine one one where's the lady crowd? Get up a kid, kid, sit down. Nine one one is double down. Get up a kid, kid, sit down. Late nine one one where's the lady crowd? Peace, power, and blessings. Thank y'all for tuning in. I got one question. Hey, yo, you on point? Yeah, I'm on point. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.